welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shaffit, along with Artemis Brower. We're coming to you uh, right after the ECU Navy game, man. That, that That's a heartbreaker. That, that loss is a heartbreaking loss. Um, that, that's one that, I mean, I know I, I kind of waffled on my picks earlier in the week when, when we were doing our picks, but um, there, there at halftime, I, I thought this was a game ECU was going to win. Um, Artie, what was kind of your thoughts immediately after the game about the outcome? I mean, this 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 game was a toss up for a reason, right? And we we didn't know where to go with this game um, because we thought we might get the outcome that we got. This was absolutely a heartbreaker. Um, we'll get into the whole quarterback situation um, in a little bit, but uh, just you know, I, I, from a from a defensive standpoint, I definitely loved the way we came out and, and played hard. There were mistakes on defense, but there's going to be mistakes in any game on defense. But, you know, I, I love the way we, we came and we played out offensively. Um, Raji freaking Harris, man. That's, that's really all, all I can say offensively. <laughs> it's just Raji freaking Harris. He kept us in this game um, when, when nobody else really could because we couldn't get a passing game going. But um, immediately, you know, my, my immediate thoughts after the game, you got to give Navy a lot of credit. They ran the ball extremely well. Um, you know, Nelson Smith was was a problem from first quarter to fourth quarter. Um, and, and, you know, defensively, they played well, too. You know, you can't you can't knock them defensively. They, they showed up and they and they played even though, you know, we, we were you know without Houghton. But they 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 came up and they and they played well. And so you got to give credit to Navy. But there's a lot of things that we can build off of this loss. And then there's a lot of missed opportunities that were left on the field. I can't I can't I, I probably have six, seven, eight. You know, I have a bulletin list of missed opportunities that we just left on the field today. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have but you're going to have those uh, missed opportunities when you have your starting quarterback that hasn't missed a start in 15 straight games. Mm -hmm. And also your top flight running back, one of your top flight running backs, uh, the one that actually has experience, the junior Darius Penix out of, Mm -hmm. of a ball game. Um. Not to mention, I know that there were, I know that there were five guys that were out due to COVID protocol, and um, we we can talk. You want to go ahead and dive right into that? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, so, as y'all know, um, if you're listening to this and if you're following us on Twitter, you know that we were the first to break that uh, QB twelve Holden Nailers wasn't going to be starting the game today. That that they he wasn't going to be the guy uh, passing the rock. We, we broke that at, at 10.30 and 30 minutes before everybody else. But we all, we all knew that there was something going on. Um, from the source that I talked to, basically he said he failed the test on, on Monday. And then afterwards, um, he, he couldn't retest, which don't, don't even get me started on, on the Nick Saban thing. I mean, Nick Saban's able to retest. and That's, can, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely that, ridiculous. I'm, I, I was furious about that. I was furious. And, I mean, that, that's more of a – I think that's a conference-level thing, but that, that's something that the American Athletic Conference needs to get figured out because I, believe, I wholeheartedly believe if we had Holden Naylor's uh, under center this week in, but against Navy, I wholeheartedly believe that ECU wins that game and probably wins it handily they, by two yeah, scores. They, they win that game by at least 10 points, Jared. If, if, yeah. we, if, we, if we have Holt Naylor's starting for us in the backfield, we win that game by 10 points, at least. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so um, I, I know whole nailers, I mean, uh, when we talk about the press conference, when we play the press conference later, you'll hear Coach Houston talk about how there was one positive test. I have, I mean, I confirmed that it was Holton's test. Um, but to, to have that and then the contact tracing, to take out four other guys, um, yeah. that, 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 that's rough, man. Um, th- that's, a, that's a rough break going into a game where usually we're not competitive. This is a game that I believe last year we lost by uh, 50 points yeah. or damn near close to it. Um, so this is, this is one of those games where you're like, when we have a shot to win, it, it would be, it would be nice to win this, this ball game. But knowing that, uh, knowing that it's the reason why we didn't win. Yeah. Um, we, we left opportunities out there. We had every shot to win. Navy, Navy still gave us every shot to win. Absolutely. Today. But we didn't, we didn't have that veteran leadership. We didn't have, um, we, we, we didn't have that that group, that uh, maturity on, on offense to win the ball game, that maturity of a junior leading that team. If we had, if we had Holden Aylers, we would have won that ball game. And I, I, would, I would say that to anybody. I mean, that, that's one of those things that it's just a tough break, especially in 2020, you're going to have these tough breaks. Um, it's unfortunate that it came in a game that, even when we did our preseason, we, we thought this game was winnable. Um, mm-hmm. But and it, it sucks that it comes during a time that we, we should have won that game. Um, there's a couple of teams that I would say in the American Athletic Conference, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Um, but this, this is one of those games where it, it would have helped. To, it would have helped to have a uh, Holt under center. So that, that, that's what it is for me. I mean, it, I, Really, it's bullshit that the the contact tracing um, and and he's not allowed to retest. That to me, that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, to make sure that it's not a false positive, but at at the same time, from what I've heard, it's something about um, not spending any more money on testing than what is needed. So since he tested, even though it was a false positive. It, it comes. It comes through. Yeah. And and it's not just it's not just Ailers that was out too, right? I mean, we had we had Darius Penix out, we had Demetrius Mooney out, we had Demir Faison out, we had Tank Robinson out. Those are all key players for our, for our football team. So to have all of those guys out and then also still be in a position to win this football game, you know, you talk about the missed opportunities. Yeah, we have plenty of missed opportunities. And, and, you know, that's, that, that hurts. But to even still be in this position to win this football game late into the fourth quarter with all that, you know, it, it felt like Navy had a thousand rushing yards today. It also felt like we had a thousand rushing yards today. I was like the only thing that both teams were doing right was rushing football. But this should be able to light a fire under our team, knowing that we were missing our captain. We were missing one of our main running backs. We were missing some key guys on defense. And we were still able to put ourselves in a position to win this football game. That should have the locker room and the coaching staff not just pissed off, but excited to get back to work and and to try to you know build upon this and you know gear for Tulsa the same that we that you know the same way that we gear for this game. And that's to come out, smash them in the mouth, run the football effectively, 
we got to be able to develop a passing game. That was just non-existent today at all. And, and I know, you know, for, for Mason Garcia, this was his first start. I think he could have played a lot worse in his first start than what he did today, but he could have played a lot better. Um, he's got to be able to develop a, a, a throwing attack and a passing game. That's going to come with time. Um, but I, mean, I really enjoyed I mean, what I saw out of, out of Raji Harris. And to be able to build upon this loss going into Tulsa next week, um, it's going to be it's it's going to be really big. So I'm I'm excited to see where we're going to go going forward from this loss. What is the coaching staff going to do to motivate the team going forward after this loss? Yeah, the the big thing with the big thing with Mason Garcia. I mean, he in in high school he was a I mean he's a pro style quarterback. Um, so he he is somebody that can can drop back and throw the ball. Today he was more. He's six five two forty. He's already built like a pro quarterback. So, and that's that's what I'm saying. He here's a guy that I mean, six five two forty. He he can throw the ball. He he can pass the rock. Mm-hmm. But the the, I think today the nerves. You you could see it. I yeah. Mean, the nerves. Knows, every person in the press box that I was sitting around. That's all we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Look look at him. Like he, if he could have just a little more time, he's not adjusted to the to the college game yet. This is his. I mean, he took some snaps against Georgia State. But those weren't real snaps. Today he took real life snaps against a real defense, and right. we saw what happened. And the, uh, before we start passing it on to the, the, to the press conference, I do want to say one thing about, about Mason Garcia. Mason Garcia, I mean, he, he played a hell of a game today. He had 10, I believe it was 10 passes. For his first for, start? Uh, Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't think he played terrible. And, but he had, he had 10 passes for, I think, 109 yards. He didn't throw an interception like he – he threw, he made some bad mistakes, but a lot of them, a lot of what he was doing, the timing was off. You could tell that he was only he was taking, he's been taking the second string snaps. You could exactly. tell that. You could tell that the timing was off. He he wasn't able to hit C.J. Johnson. He wasn't able to hit Adi Amatosha. He wasn't able to hit those guys in in the passing routes, and it, it you could see that's where it struggled. But then I don't, I saw uh, there's people in our mentions and people talking right now on Twitter. Talking about, oh, how, I thought he was supposed to be a good quarterback. He's a four-star, but he can't pass the ball. Get get the hell out of our mentions with that shit. Because you get this. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you had people laugh, talking, oh, it better be Mason Garcia. It better be Mason Garcia. Take out Holton. Take out Holton. Now you see what happens. We lose Holton, and we put in a freshman quarterback, which is perfectly fine. Uh, this is not on Mason yeah. Garcia. This is not on the coaching staff. But I just want – I'm going to try to hold ECU fans accountable. Jared, the, these are these are fans that don't know they don't know football. They don't know the ins and outs and actual X's and O's of football. They're pure fans, and we love them, and they're still a part of Pirate Nation. But they are. Come on, pure, I'm kidding. <laughs> but they but they are pure fans, and 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 they only speak from a fandom kind of kind of kind of perspective. Mason Garcia, if, if Mason Garcia came into this game and threw for like 300 yards and had two rushing touchdowns and had three passing touchdowns. We would have proclaimed him as the next great messiah. You know what I mean? It, that, that just wasn't going to happen in this game. He clearly looked like the number two, which is, that's what he is. He is a freshman quarterback who came in, did not really develop a passing game. But like I said, that is going to come because the timing was off, like you said. And that's only because he's not QB1. He's QB2. And anytime you have quarterback two, the time is always going to be a little off. It, it, you know, your receivers are not going to be on the same page as, as, as 
you know, as they would be with Holton Aylers. And so going forward, Mason Garcia, he's going to like, he's obviously the quarterback of, of, of the future. We know that, you know, going forward, but Holton Aylers is QB one for a reason. And had he been in this game, we probably would have won this game by 10 to 14 points. And, you know, for, for, for me, it, it frustrates me to hear that because when you're in practice, when you get ready for these games, everyone thought the Holt was going to start. And we have that false negative or, or contact tracing, whatever it was that happened, and now Mason is forced into this role to play against a team that he did not think he was going to start against. And so for him to be, out, be able to come out and to even put us in a position to win this game speaks volumes to how well he's played, how well he's going to play, how, how much further this team has come along through their training, through their practice, through the coaching staff. You know, I just want people to understand this is not a finished product by any means. We're still building. We're still growing. There, there's a lot to learn, a lot to, to develop from this. And so – for me, I don't, I don't feed into all that, oh, I thought Mason was going to be a good quarterback, yada, yada, yada. He's a freshman, people. The kid is, what is he, 19, 18? Yeah. yeah. Calm the hell down. This was never going to be his team to begin with this year. This was going to be his team two years from now. So I need people to calm down, take a step back, actually reevaluate what he was able to do today and see that, okay, we were in a position to win this game, and a, a yeah. game that, you know, with our backup quarterback and with other pieces missing, we probably really shouldn't have been in this game and we were still in this game to be, you know, regardless. So take a step back, reevaluate the game, look at what happened. Let's build upon this loss. Let's go forward into Tosa next week and have a better showing. And I, I think, Artie, I think it's a, there's a lot of emotions in, in Pirate Nation right now. None of them which are bad. I think, I think all of the emotions that are going into Pirate Nation, I think a lot of people are realizing that, okay, things are moving forward. And we're, we're seeing a, a different mentality from this team than we had two years ago or even last year under the first year coach, Mike Houston. Um, so, Artie, uh, talking about emotion, Coach Houston, when he, when he did his press conference, you could tell. I mean, he, it looked like at one point he was on the verge of tears talking yeah. about his team. Um, so, I say let's go ahead and send it over to our, um, the press conference with Coach Mike Houston. And then um, we'll, we'll bring it back and we'll, we'll talk about some of the guys um, that, that, are, that are also on the press conference, and we'll break it up a little bit, okay? That's so here's Coach Mike Houston on the press conference. I just really like my team. I love those kids. They've changed the program, and that's – you guys can't see what I see every single day. But I'm telling you, that bunch fights. I'm proud of them. Just the effort that they gave today and the, the adversity that they've had all week this week and the effort that they gave today and the way they compete, the way they care about each other, the way they trust us as coaches – it's been so hard to get to this point. But this team is going to get better every single week. We've got a lot of season left. And I just, you know, my hat's off to Navy. I mean, they played a phenomenal game, did what, it, did what they had to do to win the game. 
and you just, I'm just really, really proud of the kids and the way they fought and pretty special effort out there today to, 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 you all, you guys know the history of this series more than I do, but last year, and I don't want to get into it too much because I want to focus on today, but that was the most humiliating loss of my career. And this team, the way they responded this week and the way they continue to respond every week, it's, it's, it's what we're trying to do. It's, I'm very proud of that group. Okay, we'll open up the questions for Coach Houston. Coach, is there a, a way, I know this is emotional, but is there a, a way to describe in so many words what this week has kind of been like? I'm sure it's been a trying week for y'all and just practicing and trying to prepare, prepare for a game like this. It has, but I'll tell you, the kids, the way they handle themselves, I mean, you're sitting there on Tuesday at a team meeting and they come in and they pull, you know, 10 players out and you wonder, you know, how you're going to, you know, line up and practice, and you, and you know, I, mean, I was concerned about being able to play the game. But the kids, they never flinch. They don't flinch all week. They had a great practice on Tuesday. Had a great practice on Wednesday. Great practice Thursday. And I'll tell you, they 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 woke up this morning. They got to the facility, and they were confident we were going to win this football game. They're confident in our plan on both sides of the ball. They're confident in each other. You know, they were confident in in everything that we had going on. And I think that just shows the character uh, that they have. I think it shows, you know, just how tight knit they are. Um, so I'm just, I might, we couldn't have asked for them to handle everything this week any better than they did. Coach, exception of a player two on uh, defense, it looked like one of the better defensive efforts East Carolina has put forth uh, against a Navy team. Uh, talk about their effort today and, and their progression overall. Well, I just I thought the you know we've we've been working on this you know a good bit. Now I talked about earlier in the week we've been working on this a good bit you know all throughout the uh, the summer and fall. But you know you can have as good a plan as you want to, but if they don't go out there and fight the way they did, the plan ain't worth anything. That's the real key to the whole thing is the performance of the players. Um, uh, they 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 fought their guts off. You know Navy's I mean <laughs> Navy's good at what they do. That that staff has been together forever. They made some great adjustments. They they did some things that we hadn't seen, and you know we had to make some adjustments. And um, you know it was just a, it was just a, a, a great battle out there. But it was the performance of the kids, the way they fight, their toughness, their physicality. Um, it's it's what we it's what we're it's what we're establishing as the way we're going to play every Saturday. Coach, you guys get them into that fourth and two at the end there, and it looked like they just got it. Maybe even on the replay, it may have been a little short, but they didn't review it. Can you just talk about that series and then just getting that first down? Well, that's it. You, know, you got to get the stop. That's when, when they got the ball back with 6.33 to go, and, you know, you knew you had to get a stop somewhere in there. We had to get it to a fourth down. We had to get a stop in there. And if you get it, if you get it there and you get a stop, you win the game or you have a shot to win the game. Uh, and they're the same mindset. You know, they're, you know, you, you get enough first downs, you get enough time off the clock, you don't have time to come back. So, you know, obviously a huge play in the ball game. I thought we had the right call defensively. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just didn't quite, you know, in inches is what it came down to. What can you say about the way your defense kept you in this game throughout four quarters today? Well, I think, I think it's the team. I mean, it's a, it's a combination of the way we were able to run the ball offensively and the way we competed defensively. And certainly, 
you know, we had, we had some adversity early in the ball game and, and really responded great defensively. But, you know, our offense got us right back in the ball game there in the fourth quarter. So uh, it's, it's certainly a team effort, but uh, proud, of, proud of all of them. You look at Mason, it, it almost seemed from our view, at least he was more confident as a runner maybe than a passer. Is that fair? How do you just, especially his confidence level and how he was kind of out there today? Well, I mean, I think he was confident, period. I mean, I don't disagree with you one bit. It's just, you know, he is different in practice. You get out there and they're throwing live bullets at you. And uh, we, all, we all know he is an extremely talented young man and he's going to improve with every piece of experience he gets. Um, but, you know, you saw him on those runs. I mean, he's a, He's a he's a grown kid now, so uh, you know he, we just got to keep developing him. You know, keep keep working with him. He'll get better every every time he goes out there. Coach, can you talk about the play of Rashi Harris today? I mean, 22 carries for 172 yards after a 115 yard effort last week. Um, I made a comment to a, a sports writer this summer about him. Just he's special. As good a player as he is, he's, a, he's an even better person. He comes from a great family, and uh, that, kid, that kid's awesome. Can you talk about uh, when you anticipate you might have Aglers and Penix back? It'll be sometime this week. Um, you know, it's our medical staff. Um, you know, they, they, they do all the, the contact tracing and all that stuff, and so uh, – you know, they'll give us our, our clearance dates. Can you talk about their absence in terms of the outcome today? It is what it is. I mean, it's, 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 it's what we have to deal with in 2020. Uh, it's certainly something that's out of my control. It's out of the kids' control. Um, you know, you, 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 hate, you hate that it happens. Um, you know, our kids have, have done a great job with, um, you know, with handling protocols. Uh, but uh, you know, it's something we got to deal with. We're going to deal. We're going to deal with it again, probably. When you look at you know the five guys who were out today, if you can at all, how many of those were positive tests? Can you say that it's the number of, of players? We had one positive test. Everything else is contact tracing. Coach, you look at this game. Without Aylers, you rely on basically three true freshmen in the backfield with Garcia, Harris, and Mitchell. I guess, how do you kind of manage that as a staff, and how how bright is the future when you consider that aspect of things? Well, I think I think number one, you know, this experience is invaluable for them uh, because it's you know it's a lot different out there than it is in high school. Um, you know, they're going to make some mistakes, but I'll tell you, they don't make they don't make as many as some freshmen do. I've been very pleased with the way they've executed. Uh, and when they do make a mistake, they're tough enough to be corrected. You know, they don't go pout. They don't go in the tank. You know, they're tough-minded kids. So uh, they, they're able to handle coaching, and that's the reason they're going to improve. Um, that being said, I think, the, I think the future is bright next week. I mean, this, this is a different locker room than, than the one that I inherited when I got here. Uh, it's because of those kids. Um, the future is bright right now. Uh, we can't wait to play Tulsa. You know, we get a chance to catch our breath this week and, uh, you know, really work on some things we need to work on. Um, but uh, we're, ready to, we're ready to go to, in, you know, to Tulsa next week and, you know, have another shot. 
Coach, you, can you speak more about that, about the culture change? It just seems like this is a total different team than the team we saw last year, especially on defense. What has clicked in the locker room that's really just turned it around for these guys? Positivity, belief. Um, you know, you, you hear coaches talk about the process, but, I mean, it's, that's what it is. I mean, our kids, they, they believe in the way we do things, and they do things right. I mean, it's, it's in every, every, every way we operate. You know, you're going you're gonna to compete for what playing time you get. You, nothing's going to be given to you. You're going to practice every day. You're going you're gonna to be on time to work out. You're going to go to class. You're expected to perform well academically. You know, people are going to care about you. People are going to worry about you. You know, it's, it's not perfect yet, but it's, it's getting there, and it's getting there pretty fast. But, uh, you know, the culmination is you get a group that believes in each other. You get a group that cares about each other. They, they, they believe in their coaches. They trust their coaches, and they go out and they fight for each other. And if they, if they believe in you and they'll fight, you've got a shot every Saturday. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the, the performance. You know, I said it during the first couple of games of the year, and I know that a lot of people were critical. But I told you how much we were improved because I see those kids every day, and I see the way they work. I see the way they compete. I see their attitudes. I mean, there's so many great examples. And just that's, that's something that wasn't here. It was a very selfish, entitled, just soft. That ain't this bunch is not that now. I tell you, they are about team. They're about each other. They're going to compete. They know how to work. I'm proud of them. Okay, Coach Houston, thanks for your time, sir. Thanks a lot, guys. Once again, that was Coach Mike Houston on the press conference. Um, already, like I said, lots of emotion. Um, the first thing, I mean, he said was like, man, I love that team. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the first thing he said. Man, those guys, those guys are a team, and I love them. He, he said, I, I feel for them. Like, you could, you could sense it. You could sense it when, when he was saying that. And, um I, I think that it was one of those things that, I mean, you, you could tell that the mentality and the culture has changed around East Carolina University football. The culture has changed, and Coach Houston, hell, two weeks ago, people were calling for Houston's job. Ridiculous. People were, call, people were calling for Houston's job. It's ridiculous. That's, abs that's absurd. That's absolutely and, absurd. And then, then you see, then you see a result like today. Yeah, it's not the result we wanted. No, I mean we didn't get the win, but right now we're still in that rebuilding phase. But you can see, we were in a real rebuilding phase the whole time we had Scotty Montgomery here at, at the helm. Well, guess what? We never rebuilt. There was no. no rebuilding going on. There was no culture. These guys, like Coach Houston said, when he got here, these guys were entitled. These guys didn't play like a team. They didn't. Act like family. Now, they act like family, and uh, that—that's something that I mean I, I think is important. Um, that—that that was something that 
all the all the players that we talked to in the post game press conference, Fernando Fry, uh, Xavier Smith, and Raji Harris, they all they all talked about playing like a family and, and being family out there. Um, they they all that was all kind of the same uh, tone that they were giving was now we play like a family, like now we're, we're a really a family out there. And that that was the one thing that I took away from the press conference, and you can see it on the field. Already the first two weeks you and I talked about it. I mean, the the excitement, the energy level on on the sidelines, what it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But they also got trounced those two first two weeks. Right. Now they got to win under their belt and almost knock off Navy, who's number one in the conference because right, right now they're right. right now they're three and zero after mm-hmm. after beating us today. I mean, <laughs> you almost knock off the number one team in the conference and. Like you, honestly, you should have because yeah. I mean, I mean they won't be they won't be number one for long. We know that, but no, I mean Cincinnati's gonna eventually be number one, but um, that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, you might you might end up seeing if Navy plays out the way they're playing right now, you yeah. might end up seeing a, a conference championship game of Cincinnati Navy. That that would be an interesting conference championship game. But um, let, let's send it over to Fernando Fry Center for. East Carolina, um, and hear what he has to say about this week's matchup against ECU. Uh, Fernando, we're just going to go ahead and uh, open it up to questions to you. Okay, buddy? Yes, sir. Fernando, uh, Coach Houston talked a lot about the, the mood in the locker room, how much has changed. How do you compare maybe the locker room after this game last year versus this game today? Um, I mean, the loss definitely still hurts, but you can see that we're closing the gap. We just need to learn how to uh, finish drives, put more points up on the board, and just be more efficient with everything that we do. As the center, obviously, you're involved with the quarterback pretty much every play. What's the difference maybe between the veteran kind of presence of Holton Aylers compared to Mason Garcia, who had good moments, obviously, but as a freshman, kind of getting his first action today? I think he did pretty well handling the adversity of this week. Um, obviously, having Holtman back there, he's had a lot more experience, a lot more time playing. So he's used to, you know, pressure, reading the defense a little better. But Mason can definitely fill that position if we need him to. I think he did pretty well today. What was it like when you guys were told Holton wouldn't be available to play? I mean, that's obviously one of your leaders. Was it tough as a team? Um, yeah, it's definitely tough, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do, and we're still going to play ball with whoever we got, and that's what we did. Fernando, you guys have been playing a lot better on the offensive line. What's the difference over the last couple weeks? Uh, We've really been focused on our fundamentals, working as a unit, and coming off the ball. What's it like uh, blocking for Raji Harris? He seems to be a guy that, that follows his blocks well. How much does that help you as a lineman? Um, honestly, I know I don't ever really know who's behind me, so I just go out and block the same way every time. But he's definitely a playmaker. Are there any other questions for Fernando? Okay, Fernando, thank you for your time. Thank you.
Once again, that was Fernando Fry. Uh, he, he joined us on the press conference after the game. Um, you, you could tell that he, he's, that guy's a dog. I mean, that guy, he, he's one of those big guys that, I mean, he, he's, tough, he's tough in the trenches, and, and he, he's been helping that offensive line so much over the past uh, couple of weeks. I mean, I think you can tell that there's been a, a noticeable change on the offensive line since that Georgia State game. Um, you, you can tell that there's some, there's been some kind of change. Um, maybe granted it may be that USF and Navy aren't the biggest defensive fronts, but there has been some change. You're not, you're not getting as many hurries. You got some today because you had a freshman quarterback, but, yeah. um, that, that was, that, that was still a, a pretty good, uh, showing by the offensive line. They're just more motivated to play. I mean, they, they, they got flat out embarrassed a few weeks ago at Georgia State. And so now they're, they're just more motivated to go out and play good football. I mean, that, I, yep. I think that's really what it is. You know, they don't, they don't want to be embarrassed. They're all scholar athletes. They're all D1 athletes. And they know what the media was saying about them. They know what the fans were saying. They know what everybody else around Pirate Nation and the country was saying about them. Oh, this might be one of the worst O-lines that ECU's ever had. Nobody, nobody wants that kind of, you know, rhetoric said about them and so I, I think they're just more motivated to play and, and you know to be honest with you and, and to to get back to you know your earlier position this team is starting to find an identity for the fourth straight week the defense has gotten better we played four games and in every game the defense has gotten better that's yep. that's my biggest takeaway from this game today is that yes Navy had some big plays Yes, we had some broken tackles. We had some missed tackles. Most of those were in the secondary. But our front seven came to play today. First down, we dominated. Second down, we were good as well. Third down, we were a little iffy. But for the most part, our defense kept us in this game. I, I truly believe that if we, if, if we score just one more touchdown in the red zone in the first half, if we don't miss that field goal, I mean, that's, that's, that's an easy 10, 10 to 14 point swing right there. So our defense to me kept us in this game. Nelson Smith couldn't have had a better day from a, from a rushing standpoint. I mean, he just ran ramp shot all, all over us, but we were still able to contain everybody else on that Navy offense. And so for me, the biggest takeaway for me is that I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the kind of identity that our defense is starting to find. Cause in years past, we just didn't have it. We just didn't have that identity. We just didn't have guys that, you know, no gang tackles, no tackles for loss, no turnovers. I think we had two turnovers in this game. Uh, I, yep. I know the first interception was – that, that was a gimme interception where the receiver fell down. Uh, but that fumble was a, big, was a big fumble. We'll take it. Um, but, you know, defensively, I'm just – I'm really happy with where we are starting to go under Blake Harrell. And we said this in the, in the, in the, in the, in the pregame before we even Blake had – Blake Harrell, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Um, we, we were ready for this triple option. I, I, like I said, Nelson Smith, he was the anomaly. He had, he had a field day today. But outside of him, we kept everybody in check, and, we, and our defense kept us in this game. It wasn't our offense that kept us in this game. Our defense kept us in this game to be able to win it late. Yep. Um, couldn't have said it any better. And we'll, we'll talk. Let's, uh, before we send it over to Xavier Smith, linebacker for, for ECU, I do want to say, like, I mean, you'll hear in in this press conference about a, a late fourth and two that um, Navy converts on, and that ices the clock. I yeah. Mean, 
that that fourth and two, a lot changed, a lot uh, a lot turned on that, right. on that play. Um, and I haven't seen the replay. I mean, I, I was watching it live. No, that's um, that's that's the fourth and two that they went in to score, right? No, well that one, but then the fourth and two when after ECU scored on on the um, scored the field goal with like six minutes left. Okay, okay, okay. And, and Navy's last uh, last possession. Um, the fourth, yeah, the fourth and two to to move the chains that kind of iced the game. I, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And to me, watching from the press box, it it, it looked like it was a. It looked like it was short. It was close. It, looking, looking from home, just on the TV screen, it was close. I don't know whether it was a first down or a turnover on downs, but I know it was extremely close. But I, I know that there's, there was – and I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those guys today that – because the officiating wasn't bad. I mean – No, no, it wasn't bad at all. all. All I'll say was there was a couple questionable spots that I think – we we could have had another possession or two in this game had had we had some decent spots on those. There there were some questionable spots where an extra yard or two was given when really it probably shouldn't have been. Um, but give credit where credit is due. That I mean Navy was I believe perfect on fourth down. Um, yeah. That and that's their game. We said that that was their game. We exactly. said no matter what they were going to go for it on fourth down and they did. And they ran it right up the middle, and they did it. If it was anything less than fourth and five, fourth and four, yeah, they were absolutely going to go for it. And it, we called it, and they did it, and they were successful. And that's, that was one of the main key factors in the game. Yeah, so um, let's send it over to Xavier Smith. Uh, once again, uh, he was on the ECU press conference after the game. So here's Xavier Smith. Hey, Xavier, um, we're just going to go ahead and open up the questions to you, okay? All right. Uh, Xavier, how would you compare you guys' defensive performance this year to, to last year? You played a lot last year versus them. How, much, how many strides do you think you made against that option? Um, I think this year, you know, the guys on this team, the guys in the locker room, you know, we all surround each other. You know, we all support each other. And the group that was on the field today, all we do is go out there and just fight, just do our job and just keep fighting. And that's all we can do. Xavier, it looked like you guys did a lot to dictate what was going on on the field defensively, um, a little bit more than we've seen in the past against some of these Navy teams that you've faced. Uh, talk about the overall improvement of this defense as you guys, you know, approach the, the halfway point of the season a little bit. I mean, Coach Harrell's been doing a great job, you know, coaching us uh, and getting us ready for each and every game. So, like, there's keys and stuff and, like, little like little things that we pick up on just to help us out and, like, be aware of what's coming. So I feel like he's doing a great job. You know, we're coming to these games prepared a lot then and knowing what we have to do to win the ball game. Can you describe, describe what it's like at, at the physical side of this game where you're facing Navy and – the blocking and they come at you with the fullbacks and it seemed like y'all held up pretty well kind of matching that physicality what's that kind of like in the trenches today I mean we knew going into this game it was going to be a fight you know the whoever's more physical and whoever's more like whoever wants it more is going to win this game 
I personally feel like that didn't reflect the score today. But we knew coming in this game it was going to be a fight. And I feel like the guys on the defense, both offense and defense, you know, we came out there. I feel like we gave them a fight today. You guys are definitely playing better as a team. Um, is it because of the locker room, you guys getting along? But you can look at the field. It looks like you guys are having a lot more fun this year. Yes, sir. I mean, we're just – we just surround around each other. You know, the locker room's great. You know, like I said, there's no, like – I don't know how to decide. The whole locker room, everyone loves each other. Everyone supports each other. And I feel like when you got a team like that where everyone's on the same page, you know, you play better as a unit and then you receive results like that. Xavier, you got him into that fourth and two. And uh, I guess, you know, you, well, you had the right call. Just how tough was that play? Um, barely getting the first down in that final series. That one hurt. Man, that's all I got. That one hurt. That's all I got to say about that play. I thought he was a little short, but I don't get to spot the ball. Xavier, can you talk a little bit about? Um, I mean, you had more fans at the game this this time than last time. Um, how did that affect y'all and um, maybe? help give y'all some um, motivation on the field? Um, just like the UCF game, you know, the fans, you know, they're there. But my focus is on the guys on the team, you know, the guys that's on the field. That's where my energy comes from. Like, just because we're all so close, like, we all making plays, like, just the love and support that those guys on this team give you. Like, even without the play, like, just our support system and the way we all rally around each other, that's what motivates me. And I feel like a lot of the guys, too. But we still love the fans. I don't want to take away from the fans not being there. Okay, any other questions for Xavier? Xavier, thank you very much. Thank you. Once again, that was Xavier Smith, linebacker for ECU. Um, you could tell that he, he was emotional. He, you could tell that, that that game meant a lot to that team and especially to that defense. Um, he talked about Coach Blake Carroll, friend of the podcast, really had them ready for this game and knowing that they've really improved their game defensively um, from, from week one. So, um, that, that's great to hear. I, I, I really like Malcolm's game or Malcolm yeah. um, Xavier. I don't know. I, I just got, I just got an email from Malcolm Gray. Um, so from ECU, I, I looked at my phone. Um, shouldn't have done that when I'm recording. I, I read it. I read things that I, or I say things that I read, but um, <laughs> anyways, anyways, Xavier Smith. I mean, he, he played a hell of a game. Rick, the, Rick DeBrayu, I mean, he played a hell of a game. Another hell of a game from Aaron Ramsor. I mean, some of these guys, Chris Willis, I mean, a huge sack by Chris Willis uh, on third down. To, I mean, that, that, that was a play that, I mean, I kept saying, Navy will go for it in their own territory on fourth down. Yeah. They're, they're not afraid to do that. And they, I mean, you have Chris Willis who stops them on like third and three and sacks the quarterback for nine yards, and then guess what? They got to punt it now. And Navy special teams really isn't anything to write home about. 
But um, yeah, that, that, that was a tough one. Um, but lastly, Artie, uh, we'll, we'll start wrapping this thing up, but we have one more guy to talk about. We've already kind of talked about him. Raji Harris, I mean, an 80-yard Raji freaking Harris. I, and I, I, saw, I, I saw one tweet that, looked like, that said, man, this guy looks Chris Johnson-esque. Look, you know, it's, it's – and, I was, and, I, I, and I was curious to bring this up, but I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't, I don't think Roger Harris is losing any playing time. I, I think he's solidified his spot. He's the number one now. He's the number yeah, one. I, I, I think he's running back number one. I mean, and, he had 100. He had 115 yards last week. Has 172. Yeah. He should have had. A, he could have had 200 yards this week. Had everything a, gone the way we, had we gotten the ball back on that fourth and two, he would have had 200 yards rushing. As a freshman running back, he's absolutely running back one. I think once Penix comes back, he'll be running back two. Demetrius Mooney, my God, whenever he's able to come back, or if he's able to come back, he's going to have to capitalize on opportunities that he's get, or else he's going to be forgotten because. It, it, it would not surprise me. And Penix is still going to get his touches. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. But like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if after this season, you have a guy like Demetrius Mooney that decides to transfer out. Yeah, because uh, he he just hasn't been on the field. And even if he gets on the field, he's not. I don't see him beating out Roger Harris, and I don't see him beating out Darius Penix. And so he's going to be the third. Or even Keaton Mitchell. Even yeah. Keaton Mitchell. Exactly. Even Keaton Mitchell, who's who's a who's a very a, another good freshman running back. We've got we've got so much talent. At the we're, we're stocked at we're stocked at running backs in the next four years. Yeah, we year. are. Yeah, we are. And, so you know, and I really feel for for, for Mooney, but I, I mean, he's going to have to if he's able to come back on the field, he's really going to have to capitalize off of his uh, opportunities because I just don't and, see a lot of playing time. And we're not even talking about the Arkansas transfer Chase Hayden. Right. So, I mean, it, it's insane the talent we have in that running back room right now. Um, but Raji Harris, I think, I think that's your. I mean, that's your running back for the next four years. That that guy, he's gonna for a full season, he's gonna damn near put up two thousand yards. Right. You know, he'll he'll put up two thousand twenty five hundred yards if he has a full season. When he's when he's next year, you could see that. And it's going to be impressive to see that that run game open up the pass game for the next three, four years. And that's and that's another thing, you know, the absolute difference in this game was us not having our starting quarterback. I still believe in Mason Garcia. I still believe that he's going to be a special quarterback for us. But if you have Holt Naylor's starting the game today and you also have Raji Harris doing what he did today, this is a blowout victory for East Carolina. This is a blowout victory. I'm going to say that again for East Carolina. The way our defense was able to keep us in the game, we could not have had a better game at the running, the running position. We were flawless in the rushing attack. If Houghton's in, the time is going to be down. You're going to see more passes to Blake Pro. You're going to see more passes to C.J. Johnson. You're going to see more passes to Snead. And they all had their, you know, they, they had some good plays in today's game. But I think you're going to get a touchdown or two out of one of those receivers. And that's what's going to elevate us to that win. So, if, if you have Houghton in this game, and, and we've already said this, but if you have Houghton, you win this game. It's just, it's just that simple. Just based off of what Roger Harris was able to do today, if you have your QB1, we win this game and it's not close. Yep. Um, so with that being said, let's hear from Roger Harris. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Not often you get to hear a freshman in a press conference, but uh, we've heard him the last two weeks. Um, that, that shows that he's already becoming a leader in, in the locker room. 
So without further ado, here, here's Raji Harris. How y'all doing? Hey, Raji. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and open it up to uh, questions for Raji. Raji, your uh, kind of second game with this many carries, uh, how do you think you kind of built on last weekend? And, and physically, you know, did you feel okay kind of kind of doing that again and kind of carrying the load for the offense at times today? Uh, going through practice, you know, starting on Sunday, it was a little sore. But, you know, um, throughout the week, you know, it all, it all goes away. So coming out here today, I just had to do it, you know. I uh, had the team on the back, on my back. You know, offensive line played great. Whole team played great. Just couldn't get the win today. Raji, this is nothing that's new to you, and carrying the football a lot. And um, you did that a lot today. And talk about what that does for your confidence level, um, the way you play today. I mean, um, of course, it, it builds my confidence. But, you know, I'd rather have a win. You know, I'd rather have to win for the team because I know how hard we work. So um, we just deserve that win. Raji, what was it like playing beside Mason? Two true freshmen, both from South Carolina. You guys came into the, this class together. Uh, what was that experience like? Oh, uh, that was a great experience. Uh, we played in the Shrine Bowl together. So, you know, it just felt like we was back down the Shrine Bowl, you know, relaxed, you know, play by play. Raji, it's really hard that you guys – it's hard to believe that you're a true freshman, you and Mason. You guys played so well. Um, talk about your confidence. Uh, you get the way that you can, like, read the defense. You just, like, make unbelievable plays. Um, well, practicing. You know, practice make perfect. So, we go out, we go through the film, watch film. That's what I got to do a lot. I got to read the defense. I got to see what the defense is doing. Um, same with Mason. You know, we just got to read the defense and – the fam gonna tell you everything. You watch film and you're gonna be straight. You're gonna be good. Walk us through that 80 yard touchdown run. What did you see? And and did you think you did you know you knew, had enough to finish it off, uh, uh, even with the 80 yards? Yeah, um, like I said, man, the offensive line, man, they played the tails off. You know, I seen daylight, so I took it. You know, the rest is history. Okay, any other questions for Raji? Raji, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, once again, that, that was Raji Harris running back number – Number one running back for ECU, number 47 on the field, but number one in your heart. I mean, <laughs> that kid, I, I'm excited to watch him for the next four years, Artie. Um, I, what, what, did, what did Raji finish with today? Was it 160-something, one, 170? One, 172. 172. 172. Uh, no, I, look, I, know, I, know, I know 85 of that came on one play, but still. Yeah, I mean – 85 of that came on one play, but you got to also remember, I mean, there was a couple of times that he got, he got blown up in, in the um, backfield because, I mean, Navy knew that we couldn't pass the ball. Just like once uh, Dalen Morris, the quarterback for Navy, went down, we knew that Navy couldn't pass the ball. 
Navy pretty much knew from the get-go that we weren't going to be able to pass the ball that much in this yeah. game. And, uh, they, I mean, they, they made sure to stack the box several times. I will also they got, say. They, they got I mean, in the I, backfield. No, I was going to say, that, that was a good non-targeting call by the officials, too. I'm happy that they called the non-targeting because that was not targeting. He led with the shoulder the entire way. It was a late hit, but it was not targeting. I'm happy they made the right call on that. Yeah, it was a late hit. Um, it's unfortunate that you lose your quarterback on a play like that, and um, especially when, um, when when the penalty pretty much offsets with an offensive penalty um, also. So that that's unfortunate, but that's just how the game goes. But, right. Artie, um, we'll start wrapping this thing up. ECU loses 27-23. to 23. Um, They, they – didn't cover the spread, especially um, – they now they covered after the announcement of Hull Naylor's not playing, but before when we, when we were talking about it earlier in the week, they, they were a three-point dog. Um, they lost by four, um, a bad beat if you, if you took ECU. <laughs> I, I, know, I know several of my friends that uh, texted me and um, asked me what, what we knew um, about this game. They, they had seen some of our tweets and – I said, hey, look, Holden's not playing. Um, the line's at three and a half, I think. Go ahead and I, – I, I told him, I said, go ahead and hammer the hammer the Navy pick. And they did. And at halftime, I said, guys, I am sorry. I, I apologize. And I was like, I, I honestly thought this game was going to be a lot different. Um, but luckily it wasn't. Um, I'll take that as a positive. We'll, we'll take the positives when we can. Um, but, yeah, that that's – that's great to see. Um, we we've got a bye week coming up. We got a weekend off next weekend. We're gonna we're gonna try to get some rest, get these guys back. Uh, Holt Naylor should be back sometime this week. So should some of those other guys that have been in contact tracing. Um, I have a feeling Holt Naylor will be tested uh, Monday, and when that test comes back negative, and he's back in practice on Tuesday, then that that's gonna. I mean, that that's gonna be good to have him back. But it would have been nice to have him today. Um, next game at Tulsa. It's uh, the night before Halloween, Halloween Eve. It's a 9 p.m. kick Eastern Eastern time. Um, already, I was gonna say, well, you you, you gotta probably work, but I was gonna say maybe we should uh, do a, a watch party for that. Um, How, we, we do it's the night before Halloween. Oh, the night. So was that Thursday? You said Thursday. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Friday? I'm I might be able to finesse something. I might be able to. We'll, we'll we'll let the listeners know that that might be a night where you and I can get together, have some beers, and uh, do a live stream watching the game. Um, Absolutely. Maybe we can work something out with that. Uh, but yeah, ECU ECU loses a heartbreaker. Um, there's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Um, unfortunately, they they still lost, but once again, lots of a lot of positives to take away. Um, a lot of momentum to build on going right. into um, the bye week and preparing for a very good team in Tulsa um, who, I mean, they've had a lot of games canceled, so they're going to be healthy. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's going to be nice to go in and play them. I'd, I'd like to see how we match up with them because I think I think that they're a little bit better than Navy, um, but it would be nice to see how, how we can um, match up with them, especially if we're back at full strength. Um, Artie, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just just final thoughts. You know, we're, we're sitting at one and three. And, and I think the reason why we're so upset about after this game and after this loss is that we had a great opportunity to get to two and two. 
We had a great opportunity to get a two-on-one in conference. That would have set us up to really kind of make some noise and really kind of compete. We can still compete. We can still do the things that we want to do uh, conference-wise. But, you know, when we get everybody back healthy, uh, and it's, I think it's phenomenal that we have this bye week, when we get Houghton back, the way that, I, I, you know, I feel like the way we're going to come out against Tulsa is going to shock a lot of people. I, I, I expect that game to be really close. I don't expect it to be a blowout either way. I expect it to be really close. Um, but, you know, we are, we are probably a very dangerous one in three football team. I will say that. I don't, I don't know if I've seen an ECU team in the last four to five years that has been as dangerous as this one in three football team is. Um, you know, like I said, we had a great opportunity to get to two and two with our backup quarterback today who did not play the best game that he played, but still put us in positions. Um, defense has gotten better every single week that they've played. So that's a great positive. And then the rushing attack also, um, that's not going to decline. That's going to keep getting better. And so I'm really excited to see how we look against Tulsa. I'm really excited to see what we can do offensively to upgrade um, in this bye week. And, uh, you know, watch out for the Pirates. We're not done yet. This, you know, the season's not over. We're starting to find an identity. And, and watch out for us, you know. I know oh, yeah, we are. I know a lot of fans out there looking at this one and three football team, like, okay, here we go, typical ass pirates. They're gonna finish the season three and whatever, and they're not gonna be that good. Watch out. This team plays with a lot of fight, they play with a lot of grit, and I'm excited to see how we play against Tulsa. Now, Tulsa, that game to me is a must win. That's a must win game. I don't think we can fall to one and four. I think That's we got a tough game. We gotta get to two and three. We gotta be able to find a way to get to two and three. And so that this this game coming up kind of determines our season going forward as far as how hard we're going to fight for the rest of the season. I, I will say that, yeah, Tulsa, we would, the next couple of games, so Tulsa, then you have Tulane at Cincinnati, at Temple, and then you finish the season on the 28th against SMU here in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Um, I, I, I mean, I got to think, if you win, if you're able to win, beat Tulsa, you're going to probably be able to beat Tulane and Temple. Right. I mean, I think those are those are the uh, those are winnable games to me. Um, I, I'll be interested to see in in two weeks what the line comes out to be. Now you Tulsa. said we've got we've got Tulsa Tulane then Cincinnati or Tulsa Tulane Temple. It's Tulsa Tulane at Cincinnati. Okay. And then, which so is going to be a, that's going to be a tough game. If we can be three and three going into Cincinnati, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm and happy because then, then you have a chance to. If you're three and three going into Cincinnati, uh, then you have a chance. If you, let's let's go ahead and call it what it is. Probably going to be a loss against Cincinnati. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you you start looking at Temple um, down the line, and I mean Temple. I I don't know what the final score was, but I know they were that in the, the South Florida last time I saw. Exactly. Um, they were losing to South Florida last time I saw it, and and that was going into the fourth quarter. Um, not exactly sure how that game ended. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. But anyways, I mean, you have a chance to be four and five. Um, even Maybe even then you start seeing, well, Marshall, we, we found out a little bit about the Conference USA schedule um, going forward. They've, I believe they've set their Conference USA championship for December 19th. Um, so you might end up seeing a uh, – an East U Marshall game in December, which would be which would be huge, especially after um, that. That if if we're three and three going into going into Cincinnati, 
we might see a 500 season and be five and five this year. That's that's a success. That is that's the only thing we need to be going for this season is to get to and, five and five. And and then I guarantee if, if ECU's five and five, we're going to a bowl game. Yeah, I can so, see it. I could see it. I mean, every team this year is eligible for a bowl game. No matter if you want, you could have a zero win team make a bowl game. You, you um, look, yeah, you, you know how I feel about that. You don't reward anybody oh, with a losing record. I, I agree, but you're going to have to have teams that play in a bowl game this year. Yeah, um, I, I, and, and I understand that money has to be made, but you know, you don't, but, you don't give out satisfactory trophies. Uh, but I think, I mean, we, and we can talk about this next week. This was a good question that was uh, brought up last week in the press conference. Um, but I think if ECU, even if ECU finishes four and six, I think John Gilbert should be on the phone talking to the bowls, trying to get in the selection committees and say, Hey, we want to come play. We want to, we'll travel. Um, if you're going to have fans, we'll bring them. Trust us. We travel. Um, I, I think John Gilbert needs to do that. That way, that would be an extra game, an extra practice. For this football team I mean you think about it. this team started out with 12 games on the season they lost four of them or lost three of them excuse me um and then have one that's still kind of in limbo if you can get back to having 11 games with, with that uh bowl game that would be huge for the development of this team and we, we can talk about some more that's my philosophy and this yeah, year if you're gonna if you're going to let people in, might as well go ahead and go for it and, and get as much practice as you can. I, I, I see the positives and the negatives in both. Uh, but that, like, like you said, we can get into that next weekend. That's not something we have to talk about this week because that, that, that's a whole 20, 30-minute conversation. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it on the, on the next Boneyard podcast, the, the regular episode, because we'll, uh, we don't have a game to talk about next week already. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure some things to talk about. Right. ET basketball getting started and, and things like that. Absolutely. So make make sure you tune in to tune into the Boneyard podcast. We'll probably put it out uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Um, we'll we'll figure out a time that works best for us and works best for y'all, and uh, we'll, we'll get it out to you. Thank you again for all the listeners that that uh, tune in every single week, um, that, that listen to us and make us the premier podcast of Pirate Nation. Um, stay safe, Pirate Nation. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, uh, make sure you follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, leave us a review, do all that. We'll be best friends. We promise. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're your boys. All right. Um, and, and y'all are our boys. Y'all are our girls. Like we're all family here. We're, we're all, we're all one big pirate family. And um, yeah, I, I think that stay positive pirate nation. Things are, stay, things are looking stay good. The, stay the course pirate nation. Stay positive and stay the course. That's all yep. I got. Yep. Well, Artie, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later on this week, all right? Yes, sir. We'll talk later, man. All right. Peace out, Pirate Nation. We love you. Deuce.